We're in the rush to uh, net zero. Um, we can be a help rather than a hindrance to that. Um, and I think, again, that's another ingredient in uh, the sort of heady cocktail that we are uh, about to serve to the marketplace. Hello, I'm Jackie Hobson. And thanks for joining us today for the latest in our In Conversation series of podcasts created as part of Canon's Ascent programme. These podcasts feature a selection of guests, all with perspective and insight we think will be valuable to our listeners across the print and creative industries. And joining me for this one is Mark Davis from Whistle. Hi, Mark. Hi, Jackie. Firstly, Mark, thanks so much for sparing the time to be with us. I'm really looking forward to chatting about today's marketing landscape and your thoughts and predictions for Prince continuing role in this. But before we do, could you give us a quick overview of Whistle and what your role there entails? It's my absolute pleasure, Jackie. So Whistle is traditionally a mail and a door drop business, delivering addressed and unaddressed mail. Uh, However, we're evolving incredibly fast into a full-blown e-commerce business um, with growth areas in packets, parcels, e-commerce fulfillment, international mail and parcels, and also contact centre services. My specific role, my day job, is to look after our marketing services business, so the door drop media business, um, and that really is my specialism um, in the marketplace. Okay, that's great. Thanks. Interesting. I'm, I'm sure that all keeps you very busy as well, Mark. Oh, absolutely. So I read an article of yours way back, I think it was in 2018 on um, Print Power, and you in the article, you talked about the what you call the broken promises of digital, as in digital marketing, and of print, specifically door drops, as being a cure for the digital hangover. Um, do you think that's as true now as it was then? Maybe even more so? Wow, uh, 2018, yes. That, <laughs> that year when uh, GDPR was the new kid on the block and uh, causing all sorts of upheaval. <laughs> um, so what's happened since then over the last sort of four years? Uh, clearly major upheaval, no doubt about that. Um, mm. It's fair to say that uh, since I wrote that article, the um, digital uh, giants, the, the ad tech giants, um, have laughed all the way to the bank um so uh you know investments levels of investment have continued to grow in in digital channels uh to the detriment of a a lot of other traditional channels um but i am a big believer that if you say something uh consistently long enough it will eventually become true um but but seriously though uh, it is actually uh, more true now than than it was back in 2018 i mean since then we've had um, Cambridge Analytica and the data scandals. We've had uh, just ever more egregious levels of of ad fraud um, growing, you know, in, in harmony with uh, with digital marketing. Um, we've had uh, the fake news of uh, the Trump era, um, the boycotts with Black Lives Matters campaigns. I mean, you know, the, the litany of of issues um, that are facing kind of digital marketing have have only grown over this time. But as I say, at the same time, so have levels of investment. So there's the uh, dichotomy. Um, however, I do believe now we are really reaching a tipping point, and the reason I think that is twofold. One, I think the pandemic was uh, a moment, uh, a moment where marketing inertia got broken because fundamentally people had to do different things. Um, and where were we for much of that time? We were in our homes, uh, and I think the penny dropped for many brands that the opportunity that DoorDrop presents 
to reach people you don't know, whose data you don't hold, in the comfort of their homes became perhaps more blindingly obvious than it is in normal times. Um, and certainly we saw a lot of new brands, and interestingly, particularly e-commerce brands, begin to uh, you know start slowly dipping a toe into, uh, into print media to see what it might be able to do for them. Um, it, it really fascinating results over the time period. And we now have seen huge growth. Um, so 40% of our total volume this year is, is forecast to be from e-commerce digital brands using print, many of them for the very first time. So that's been a, a really healthy um, sort of change. And <clears throat> what they're telling me, you know, when I talk to them about the performance of, of our channel compared to their others, is, is that we are outperforming on several very key um, business-focused metrics. Uh, so the lifetime value compared to the cost of acquisition. Our initial cost of acquisition, because of the investment in print, can look expensive. However, the reality is that over the lifetime of uh, that customer, we outperform most channels, including Facebook. And so I've got brands actively moving money out of Facebook advertising, out of digital advertising, into uh, door drops, um, which, of course, is a great place to be. So the other thing, of course, that's happened is um, that the pressures on digital have ramped up. Um, the regulators arguably have been a little bit lenient, um, haven't really sort of wanted to seize the nettle. But we have seen some real progress in 22. Uh, and I, I think it's fair to say that uh, the next few years, both from internal changes and external regulatory pressures, are likely to be even more challenging for digital marketing. And I do want to ask you about the challenges that digital marketing faces, Mark. And of course, that makes for challenges for our marketing customers. But I feel like I just need to take a moment to let some of what you said sink in. So you said you're forecasting 40% of your total volume to be coming from e-commerce brands using print. Wow. I mean, that's pretty astonishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Marketers switching their budget back to print is definitely the sort of good news we all need to hear but can I take you back to GDPR, Mark, the dreaded general data protection regulation, which you briefly touched on? Hmm. We obviously don't want to dig too deep into the legalities here, but printed door drops have been proven to be one of the obvious ways around the regulation. How, how so? How come? What is it this medium has over and above digital then? Yes, you can't escape it. GDPR really has been a fundamental turning point in uh, a lot of marketing channels. Um, and the reason why I believe door drop is so so important for the future is because it allows uh, brands to you know acquire new customers reach out to people and engage with people for the first time in a way that is compliant by design and this is not something that can be said for a lot of other channels now actually since gdpr came into force the world has been waiting for its companion piece of legislation the e-privacy um, directive which has been mulled over, um, kicked around uh, sort of Brussels for, for, well, all of the intervening years and um, has really failed to make any progress. And no doubt about it, it is a tough, tough gig to try and regulate this stuff. There is no doubt about it. It is difficult. But um, there really hasn't been that uh, progress that we, the market would have liked to have seen. E-privacy should have gone live at the same time as GDPR. So you can see we are definitely lagging behind. Um, I think the interesting development most recently, however, has been the um, announcement by the Belgian uh, regulator, privacy regulator, um, that uh, the IAB's uh, transparency and consent framework, the, the sort of underpinning, the sort of uh, literally the framing of 
of uh, what is best practice in digital marketing has been effectively ruled to be non-compliant with GDPR, meaning actually perhaps we don't need to wait for a new piece of legislation to change and challenge things because it's already happening. They've been given six months to get their house in order um, and been fined a quarter of a million euro. They're appealing, of course, um, and I'm sure it'll get kicked down the road a little bit more, but um, it's an interesting move. And one that echoes the uh, what the ICO has been talking about in terms of the ad tech world for many years, that uh, they also feel it is dubious at best, if not actually illegal. So I think there's uh, a time of reckoning really coming, and GDPR is is that underpinning. So our, our position, of course, is because we are targeting households, um, not people, not individuals, and because we all we target using anonymized data, we don't touch a single piece of PII um, data, so the kind of data that gets you into trouble with the regulators, um, we can be targeted yet compliant and targeted at scale. And I think that's a big thing that's about to unleash upon the marketing world because reach and scale has been sort of literally kind of one of the building blocks, the foundation blocks of digital marketing. The abundant, um, almost infinite inventory um, and the way in which data is allowed to, be, uh, to flow across the uh, ecosystem of the internet, um, encouraging more and more investment. Um, that is about to change. Actually, I've always felt that for some imprint, GDPR has been a missed opportunity. How do you think we could or, or should be making more of it? I think it's so, so important for um, everybody in the print industry to understand these issues, to be on top of these topics, to really be able to um, have a point of view on this, because um, this is going to change uh, everything about the way that marketing today is conducted. And that will be massively counterintuitive to people who've grown up in digital and have always done what they've always done, perhaps without thinking too much about whether they, you know, they should, but focusing on the fact that they can. Um, and I think that is uh, a seismic change. So yes, I would encourage every uh, printer and everybody involved in print media to to read up on this topic because I think we've got some um, big advantages coming our way. Okay, yeah, well, that all makes sense. So what else is on the horizon? What what do you foresee happening in the digital marketing world that we need to be aware of? What What should PSPs have on their radar, Mark? Well, yes, yeah, so to build on that, really, I suppose the next thing to uh, flag is that all of these pressures on digital marketing are coming at a time when um, advertisers are getting a lot smarter about attribution. They're beginning to kind of cut down the walled gardens and begin to sort of look over the fences and see what's actually going on in their marketing mix. So attribution has been a, a big topic, a big focus for many, many years, and it's still not right. We still have too much by way of last click attribution, too much unfaltering belief in what Google Analytics is telling people, um, and really a, a bit of a laziness that probably has crept into the sort of marketing conversation um, because, you know, in theory, the tech giants do it all for you. Um, but I think people are beginning to smell the coffee on that one. Okay. Um, other things are happening as well, of course. In response, um, and, and almost ahead of this regulation um, that I've talked about, uh, we, we see massive and material change happening from within um, to get sort of on the right side of, of, of the regulators, I think, uh, at this point in time. Um, one thing which has been uh, a small but very significant change is the launch of a new operating system from Apple, which has... Uh, 
well, it's selling itself on on putting privacy first. Um, uh, you know, they're they're putting above the line advertising, TV ads out uh, on this topic to gain a competitive advantage. And what this means is that apps no longer have the default power to track you around the web um, or around your phone um, and communicate that data and what you've been looking at with anybody who's prepared to pay for it. Um, This has been significantly challenging for Meta, for Facebook, um, and uh, I think forms part of a, a longer standing battle between some of these big tech giants themselves. Likewise, Google, um, the other part of the duopoly, has been uh, significantly challenged by the pressure around the use of third-party cookies. Now, third-party cookies are the sort of fossil fuel that um, unsustainably powers the digital ecosystem. Uh, this is that point of you know accepting all cookies and uh, effectively kind of handing over the keys to your data um, and allowing people to bid for you in real time. This is changing. This is being phased out. Um, And Google is something of a laggard here because uh, Firefox uh, and Safari all all got there earlier. Um, They were due to put it, uh, get rid of them, um, degrade these cookies from uh, 22, but that has been pushed back because at the moment, even Google, um, for all of its might and power, doesn't seem to have a a viable uh, market facing kind of replacement for third-party cookies. Um, and the reality of life is that that pushes people back to first-party data, pub- first-party publisher data, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, and means that anything they do in the on the web in the future is likely to be smaller, more expensive, and probably a little bit less effective because effectively you, you are diluting um, the amount of targeting you could do. Um, and what all of this does for us is, is create much more of a level playing field. Because one thing that DoorDrop can still do is access 99.9% of all UK homes in a targeted fashion. So uh, we can replace the former reach of digital marketing with the reach of DoorDrop marketing for those people that are interested in exploring that. Um, And that is one of the arguments that people are using because our sweet spot has always been our ability to deliver cost efficiency, um, you know, positive marketing metrics, but at a scale that few other channels can rival. So it sounds like there's some real challenges ahead for our marketing customers, many of whom are already under pressure to do more with less. We know that. But how can we help? How should we be approaching this, do you think? Yes, I agree. Some, some really significant challenges coming up for, uh, for marketeers who've, who've grown up on, on a diet of digital. Uh, and, and there needs to be a massive uh, education task. This is something I'd rally the industry around to um, step into this void, um, try and fill this gap and seize this opportunity. But it's not going to come naturally because the people we need to talk to and the people who need to make these decisions are probably largely oblivious to our existence and certainly wouldn't know the inner workings of how to pull a campaign together or how to spec a piece of print. So there's a large task to to be done. There's no doubt about that. Um, I think you know we're going to facing now probably a marketing recession um, and a full blown economic recession um, with the state of things as they are um, and the cost of living squeeze. Uh, and un- unfortunately, you know, there is always that challenge around our cost. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I would never talk about cost when it comes to print media without talking about cost effectiveness, um, because it's ultimately not how much it costs, it's what it actually delivers. And with the vast wastage that exists in digital marketing at the moment, um, we are seeing that more and more advertisers are realising this is a more cost effective way to grow their businesses and reach new people. So uh, it is something that is beginning to manifest itself in actual behavior, in actual client spend. Um, And as I said earlier, some clients are actively stating 
that the digital changes, the regulatory changes uh, are, are the things exactly that are causing them to look elsewhere and look for other, other means, modes of investment. Um, and in that, they're finding us. I guess what we're saying then is that we need to take the ball by the horns, that it's down to us to initiate the conversation with customers rather than wait for them to approach us. Yes, I completely agree. I mean, this is absolutely our moment uh, and our time to take the initiative. There's, we've spent the last 15 years, arguably, being apologists for working in print, um, you know, uh, apologising for the fact that we're dealing with a channel that, you know, existed before most of the marketeers we're talking about actually were born. I'm done with that. I'm not doing that anymore. Um, <clears throat> I'm on the front foot. I've got massive amounts of case studies, success stories from brands using print, switching money from digital to uh, print. Uh, I've got um, Jickmail, which now provides um, fantastic gold standard audience level data to back up all of my assertions and help convince advertisers that this is worth worth doing to bust these myths. Um, I've got a very solid story around sustainability, um, far better than than that for many other advertising channels, by the way. So in the rush to uh, net zero, um, we can be a, a help rather than a hindrance to that. Um, and I think, again, that's another ingredient in uh, the sort of heady cocktail that we are uh, about to serve to the marketplace. So I'm very excited about the next few years because I think it really will see some, some significant changes coming our way. Very well said, Mark. No apologies from me either. And I'm equally excited. So there's been some really great insight there. Thank you so much again, Mark, for, for joining us. I'm afraid that's pretty much all we've got time for today. I guess if people want to know more, they can head over to www.whistle without an e.co.uk. Is that a good place to start? Well, thank you, Jackie. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Um, and I hope the uh, listeners find this of interest. Um, it's not what you hear every day. You won't hear this in many, many, many corners. Um, but I think it's uh, evidential. I think it's backed up solidly. Um, and I do think uh, there are already signs of change uh, and more to come. So uh, exciting times for us and uh, a glorious next decade, I think, for the print industry. For people who want to know more, um, absolutely, you can visit our website, uh, the Whistle website, as you've said. Um, but uh, I'd also refer people to the Jickmail website, uh, jickmail.org.uk, which has um, a, a massive uh, repository of uh, free insights, nickable stuff, um, which uh, can also power the conversation around why a switch to print is a very sensible thing at this time. Thanks so much uh, for taking the time to talk to me. And um, yeah, I'll I'll, uh, sign off now. Thanks. Bye-bye. And before I sign off too, I'd just like to say a big thank you too to our listeners. We do hope you found value in what you've heard and that you'll check out the other podcasts in the series. Plus, the Can and the Scent programme has a wealth of other content, articles, tools and top tips specifically designed for printers to help support their future business development. If you're interested in finding out more, click the link on the podcast page search Canon Ascent Programme or speak to your Canon account manager. Hope to see you next time.